welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Some people think that French food is fancy. Others think it's the height of cuisine. It's episode number 214. And it's me, Chris Brabber. And it's a big, a big podcast. Laughing away in the corner, it's David Cowlishaw. How are you? Stop the count. (laughs) Oh, I wondered when someone would say something of that ilk. I did. Below him in the Zoom call, we've got Tony Lloyd. How are you? Good afternoon. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> and, and next to Tony in the Zoom call is Tom Thrower. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I was going to go with uh, Stoke have won this game by lots of goals. <laughs> and that is very true. Because but Thank you for that segue. That was wonderful. Aren't you uh, just a... It's, it's such a professional podcast, this, guys. Uh, because you are correct, though, Tom. It was Reading, top of the league, Reading. The the, the favourites of Sky Sports, apparently, if you listen to the commentary. Um, it was them, zero goals. And Stoke City, Stoke City, that's team who are having a binary season again. How many did they score? Three. Some three-word reviews for you as we go in. Three, three nil thanks, Stoke are back. Two good forwards, plan well executed, excellent game management. Uh, Campbell, Fletcher, Brown, McLean can run. We, we knew that, we definitely knew that. Uh, won by a lot, drinking Irish tonight. Um, making work better. Happy anniversary, Michael. And yes, it is a year to the day since Michael O'Neill was announced as boss. Um, happy anniversary to you, Michael. We will discuss, no doubt, some highlights of that first year as we go on, but let's just talk about football and goals and things. Tom, that was a good performance, weren't it? Yes, just. It's weird. I think, I don't know if we've mentioned it on here. I think we have. Not the top 20 said, like, no one really knows what Stoke are because you watch them and their results don't necessarily reflect our performances. Now, I thought we were good against Reading, but I don't know if we were 3-0 away from home at top of the league good. Um, and that's not a negative. It's it's nice to be able to be better than you look. But, yeah, goals. Good goals. Tony, are you more positive than Tom? Or do you, do you agree mildly with his comments? I agree uh, a different kind of beer with his comments. Um, just... Yeah, we we sort of look. We don't look amazing, mm-hmm. but we we're harvesting points, and that's obviously a good thing. It's it's weird that we look less amazing than we did towards the end of last season, but the results are just we're just we 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 we're doing goals. I think having goal scorers who could score goals makes a big difference, doesn't it? Who would have thought it? Hey, having people who could <laughs> score goals would make Science. make it make a difference. Yeah, I mean, it was Dave. I'll, I'll come to you. Maybe you'll be more positive than Tony and Tom because they seem to have been just a little bit. I don't know, underwhelmed. I'm I'm feeling pumped for this. I don't know why. Um, come on, Dave. You, what did you think? Did you think it was great? <laughs> well, the view from HMS Piss the League is one of <laughs> one of positivity, one of plain sailing, one of clear skies ahead. I mean. <laughs> Um, we won 3-0 away from home and we, despite what Sky say, we played very well overall as a team again. Yes, I agree that we've not really gotten out of whatever gear we're supposed to be in right now, but 
if there is more to come from this team, then bloody hell, that is quite exciting. Uh, yes, uh, Reading, you know, gifted us every single goal, but it, it, <laughs> we kind of. I thought the second half performance was just a, a, a real masterclass from us and Michael O'Neill in how we set up. I thought uh, I was very skeptical when he brought on Oakley Booth for Powell. Uh, but that move worked, maybe not so much in Oakley Booth's actual performance, but the way we changed the shape just suited um, the the kind of dogged uh, two-banks approach. Uh, and they brought on some quality players, Reading. They brought some quality off the bench, and they didn't really have a sniff second half, and that was just testament to how well we've set up. As to, as to what we are, we are uh, just a slightly... Slightly more exciting version of O'Neill's Northern Ireland right now, and I'm fine with that. I have a name for that. It's Match Situation FC. So, <laughs> so, so, so you go, you go, you go a goal up in the like 25th minute, which seems to be the thing. I think we've done that in. We did it against Brentford. We did it against Rotherham. We didn't get to Watford, but we won't talk about Watford. Uh, and we did it against Reading. And then you don't really need to bother attacking anymore. That's it. You, you, you're winning. So. The game entirely changes, and O'Neill <laughs> seems very focused on like playing to the match situation, playing what's in front of you, rather than a high-minded. Oh, this is mon ball. Mon ball. A, a, a cynicist, a cynical human being, Tom would perhaps describe that as negative football, uh, <laughs> and and <laughs> you know, sitting back and defending the one-goal lead. Is that is that really what we want to settle for? I mean these these lofty progressives uh, who who are too focused on high-minded ideals and not winning uh, have, have clearly been proven wrong by events of the past week. The, well, the th- the thing is, sitting back and defending a one-nil lead is something that the Stoke fans were used to turning into defending a three-one defeat, and <laughs> now we're sitting back and defending a one-nil lead in ways that end up being a 3-0 away win at the league leaders so it's it's a different kind of centrism <laughs> it's ethnically diverse centrism <laughs> i i i agree i agree that i think that michael o'neill is definitely um he prepares like teams for the match situation rather than having a uh i don't know uh some some well hyped philosophy that is that is. Uh, Thought you were going to say spoken. identity then the dreaded identity word. Well, this is a thing. Like I don't, I, I think it would probably be wrong of me to say that he doesn't have an I- identity because just because he isn't, um, I don't want to fall into a into a trap of like hating on I don't know folks like Bielsa who I genuinely like have a, a massive appreciation for, but just because he isn't like lauded for having these technical innovations to tactics and but that doesn't mean he doesn't have a philosophy to football it's just that i don't know it's more he's more pragmatic he's a pragmatist and it's working pretty much um and uh, having sort of been skeptical about his his tinkering perhaps earlier in the season now in fact i think i was broadly on the side of his, his tinkering in terms of formation and personnel he's played the same team for the last three games we've won two of them and we're fucking robbed in the other one so it's not it's it's looking like he's starting to formulate his best team now the proof will be can we actually uh beat 
someone at home, please, and sort of dominate games. Are we going to be able to see that this season? And that's the sort of next step. That's the next gear we need to reach. But yeah. I'm 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 here to give it time. I'm here to give it time. Well, that's that is a question. We currently sit what four points off Reading, who are in first. Uh, we're in still in eighth position, where we seem to have been for a few weeks. Um, it's the championship, so you've got teams on the same number of pl- points all around us. But um, I can't remember who who was it who did the quest show with Colin Murray. Um, but they Kevin were saying Phillips. that they it was oh that was it. Sorry, yes, Kevin Phillips. He was suggesting that oh yeah yeah I can see Stoke being around the playoffs this season, and I don't want to. I, I don't know. Predicting that and getting hopes up is is a bit too soon. But can can this team? push on do you think is if there's another gear to come where do, do can this team challenge for anything what's i don't want to get hopes up but are we just are we just being happy with what we've got <laughs> just to save our own emotions i mean yeah hope has been the enemy for such a long time <laughs> yes but it is our off of my transfer mark searching on a boring sunday afternoon our best start to a season since 2004 which is a lot better than it feels if that makes sense i think i think probably if we go up a gear it'd be less results based and more like performance based Mm. like it would just all look a bit more clean cut we'd maybe keep a bit more of the ball not be so reliant on being ultra clinical because we don't create loads we at the minute we have been really good and really clinical because we create well and push on. But yeah, we are a point off the playoffs and mm. eek, we seem good, but I don't want to say it. We seem, we seem, I will say, I think we seem to be in the better half of teams in the league. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I I don't know if I can say with certainty that there's any good teams in this division this season. Like, everyone just... Like, I didn't think much to Reading yesterday. I really didn't. Like, yeah, they, they had some... They, they they passed the ball pretty nicely, and there was they had some few moves that looked pretty decent, but I wouldn't have put them in the same calibre as... Like, they're nowhere near in the same calibre as, like, Leeds were last season or anything like that. And it, I... I would be surprised if the title race this season isn't more open. Well, before Tom says it, we already know the title race this season is going to be Oz and Luton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Not in that order. Um, yeah. I thought Reading looked quite good up to the point that we were... I, it was it was one of those games where it looked like they were bossing us, but we were... It, it, was, it was a funny sort of a game, wasn't it? Because I, I thought they looked better than we did for... Much of the game, certainly first half. Well, well, certainly so did the commentary team on on Sky. Um, they seemed very disappointed that um, <laughs> that we managed to get the win. In fact, I think even at one point going, "Oh, that is a shame." <laughs> it's not a shame, mate. It really is a shame. Don, Don Goodman's always loved us, hasn't he? <laughs> the, the point that where I sort of lost my rag with Sky was the, the time where they had a shot from the edge of the area that sailed well wide. 
And it's like, oh, it, oh, it definitely took a deflection there. Definitely should have been a corner. Showed the replay and like, oh, maybe a bit close. You got it wrong, lads. Just like fucking own up to it. Jesus Christ. It does. It, it, it did remind me very much of the, the, the Premier League days where it felt like everyone hated us. And when you were having a commentary team talking about about us and how it always felt like they wanted us to lose. And it certainly felt a bit like that yesterday. And so I was very... It gave an extra incentive to me in my head, anyway, for wanting to to wanting to win. Um, but no, I I get what you mean, Tony. I think that we scored initially against the run of play. In fact, all our goals were probably against the run of play. But um, that's just that's just football, isn't it? Like, we, it's it'd be one thing if it was a one nil win. And they had like fifteen shots to our two, and it was like, oh, just how how ridiculous! All they did was defend, but it it wasn't that. We we scored three, so ugh, shut up, Reddit. And it like... was only an inch away from being four as well. Just the, the Campbell shot against the post as well. It, it was that far from being four. Yes, that's yes. I mean, it's mental, really. It's I mean, from Reading point of view. You'd probably say there's not too much to be kind of worried about in the sense that they still look a relatively decent outfit. Obviously, they've lost three on the bounce now, so they, I mean, they they shouldn't be up there anyway because they're Reading and Reading don't deserve nice things. But you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's just life, Reading fans. Some days you're the defender, some days you're the I... post. <laughs> <laughs> I I was getting really like in 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 the build up getting angry at uh, at Reading just thinking about them and being like oh god I hope we beat them I was still under the impression that they were sponsored by Waitrose and so that made me quite annoyed but it turns out they've not been sponsored by Waitrose in many years so I'm just like ten years out of date <laughs> oh man uh, you mentioned Tyrese Campbell potentially getting a two goals rather than one he hit the paw uh, hit the paw hit the bar um at the post rather um in a goal that would have been like almost identical to the one he scored the other week a lovely little curling effort but it wasn't to be however he did get man of the match um can someone just reiterate how bad he is so that anyone listening uh can like anyone from outside the club listening just knows why they shouldn't bother just don't bother with him I think he's been really bad since we gave him the number nine shirt. Um, that has clearly detracted him. So if you're ever watching Stoke and you want to watch Tyrese Campbell, look out for the dude wearing number nine on his back. <laughs> um, right. I think they're gone. He's really good, isn't he? Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> can we talk about, I believe it's Wayne Bailey's drawing of um, the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Um, and he brought he brought it to life with uh, Fletcher and Campbell as uh, the Padawan and the Master. And oh yes, I'm I'm I'm. I tell you what, I'm a fan of with these two players in particular. I quite like the fact, and you know, this is a hot take, so back me up and or shout me down if you disagree. I quite like the fact that these two players can score goals. I'm I'm personally a fan of that attribute of their play. Don't don't you understand football, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be just gelling absolutely wonderfully together though, don't they? Like um the I don't know, I just 
Yeah. They're just awesome. They're just really awesome. Uh, side note, I went on the first team uh, website today to... I don't know why I was on it, but I went on it and looked at the photos. Tyrese is absolutely beaming in his photo. It looks really happy. James McLean's photo, it looks... I mean, I'm sure they could have took better ones <laughs> for him. If you go on it, it at some point, it is... There's, there's a few of them as well who just look absolutely... Tom Ince, face like a <laughs> smacked ass. Your, your mate Josh Tyler and Tony looks like they've just like caught him at a bad moment. It's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. But no, um, I, uh, it, I don't want to worry about losing Tyrese to another club, but you would think that should someone come a-knocking, we would be a smart club and put a high price on him, right? <laughs> Your silence <laughs> says a lot about your distrust of the transfer system at Stoke City Football Club. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this feels really low energy for what was a really cracking 3-0 win. So, questions then for you. Let's, let's go. Positive. Who is your current favourite player in this team? <laughs> that the the laugh is the answer. <laughs> you guys go. No, no, because because it isn't the same for Tony, is it? Let's be honest. Jordan Thompson. Oh, no, no, well, Jordan no. Thompson. I like him. I think he's good. Move on. Don't ask me why, but I like him. In, in, incidentally. Jordan Thompson on the first team photos, really long neck. Like, it was like, oh, okay, that's okay. Um, well, you, you say, you say, oh, it's got to be Tyrese Campbell, but Stephen Fletcher surely is up there with a shout at the moment. He is, he is proving to be a pivotal focal point, is he not? I love Fletch. I think Fletch is great. I like Campbell. I like Suter a lot. Like, really a lot. Um, <laughs> really, really a lot. Bless him. Um, my favourite player didn't feature, as we know, yesterday. Um, although, uh, it, you've reminded me now why my memories of, of yesterday's game are sort of foggy. Because on about half an hour, he was definitely coming on as a sob on about 30 minutes. And then it just all sort of goes a bit dark till about 20 minutes from the end. And I can't re- really remember the middle section of the game, but he didn't come on. Um, but there was a lovely clip of him and Tyrese after Tyrese had gone off sat in the sands laughing about something so that was nice um, <laughs> but I think Suter's my favourite of those who played yesterday see more diverse answers Tom no wait I, I can give an answer but you've got to stick with me because it starts with it not being about football sorry <laughs> uh, my favourite oh god you're going to say James McLean aren't you yeah because he's the most <laughs> online person in the squad his Instagram account is um it's a joy to behold in the in the era that is twenty twenty shit posting. He <laughs> he has cornered the Instagram market better than I've seen. I mean, I'm familiar with Twitter's shit posters; they're great. James McLean's nailing the Instagram shit posting, and he's also able to play three positions at once. See, I brought it back to football. He's just I I, I just I don't know how you can't. Um, I think Stoke fans, I, I, I feel most fans probably of any club pride themselves on a footballer who will clearly work their arse off and never mm. stop. Um, and James McLean does that and he makes it fun. I mean, did you see the, it's not quite an assist because <laughs> the evil Reading defender who tried to um, end a goalpost's life uh, <laughs> decided to to get a touch on it. 
But did you see what, let's call it his assist? Did you see his assist for Brown's goal? He did a bicycle kick in his own half in the 93rd minute <laughs> to get the ball yeah. forwards. Like, well, <laughs> no one else does that. That's just James McLean in a nutshell. He was like an Irish Charlie Adam. No! <laughs> <laughs> Naughty. Naughty, Tony. Oh, man. Well... I mean, I don't. I, I feel like I don't really have too much more to say on this game. It was great, and I enjoyed it. Um, and let's be honest, we have more important things we want to talk about on this episode. Um, there's a re- there's a reason why four of us are here. Before we do that, uh, before we before we announce, before we go on to that, um, it's a year of O'Neill. Um, so very quickly, in that year, what's been your highlight? Well, there was, uh, you know. The fun away days in South Yorkshire or Yorkshire uh, at the end of last year with the five goals at Huddersfield and the four goals at Barnsley, which were just like, we're scoring multiple goals at a time. Oh my God, I can't cope. I'm on quest dancing down the stairwell (laughs) at Oakwell. Um, So that was fun. Um, But I think in terms of um, a result that really kind of set our stall out and sort of maybe announced ourselves more so than those results did as fun as they were. I'm thinking of the away win at the Hawthorns um, last season. I think that was huge yes. for us uh, just in terms of the fact we were so unfancied and it was that resilient, dogged Michael O'Neill sort of display that that's really sort of become a hallmark of this season as well. So, and Tom Ince got an assist, so miracles can happen. <laughs> Tony, um, my favourite two, I think, were Barnsley away the first the first game. Um, I had a chest infection; it was absolutely freezing. I got a new back injury off Dave. Um, I bought Dave a pint in the wrong place. And then he had to, <laughs> basically, I was messaging him and I we'd arranged to meet at a pub and then it was too late for the pub, so I went to the ground and I texted him from the ground saying, I've got, do you want a drink? And he was like, yes. So I got him a drink. And then he ran all the way across Barnsley to this pub oh, to get him a drink, a which obviously boy. wasn't there. Oh, and then he had to run all the way across back across Barnsley to get his to get his pint. So that's so your that highlight was, of the funny. Michael O'Neill era, entirely is uh, me... Sweating myself <laughs> across <laughs> Barnsley, being inconvenienced. <laughs> yeah, no, that was my second highlight. My real highlight was Forest at the end of last season. It was mm. fucking brilliant. I love beating Forest, and it was just ace. And Tom, I mean, I'm gonna riff off the Forest answer because the Forest and Brentford season ruiners for them, not us, <laughs> um, is simply the greatest joy you can find when you're not doing success. And we thought the commentary was Reading biased. Let's all think back to that Brentford game where they were pretty much discussing at the start of the match how many goals Brentford would win by and bloody, you know, Stoke rocked up and uh, kicked some dirt in their eye and and then ruined... (laughs) <laughs> ruin their season any game in which Lee Gregory has scored as yeah. well just okay for, yeah just no banter purposes <laughs> <laughs> oh it's been an, an, it's been a wonderful year and he is hoping for for many more such memories in year two um, who knows who knows should we should we celebrate Michael O'Deal a little bit yeah <laughs> shall we can do shall we okay could do so so 
you may remember two weeks back dave making the the outlandish promise that should the wizards of drivel food bank appeal reach the incredible sum of four thousand pounds uh he would write a detective ra- a radio drama starring michael o'neill as a stoke detective uh well it, it reached four thousand pounds pretty soon after the podcast came out <laughs> did it dave in fact it's well it's quite over that now and Dave, yes, Dave, what, um, what have you done? I, I, I don't know. I think this could very very well uh, spell the death of my potential future career as a screenwriter. Uh, but I, I'm sure you may find something in there to enjoy. Uh, if you're from Austria, best switch off now. Um, I... I would, I would say, uh, first of all, on a serious point, yes, uh, I did make this uh, kind of stupid challenge for us to get to four thousand pounds, and we have. And uh, at time of recording, that total is four thousand one hundred ninety-two pounds, which we are incredibly grateful for. This is for uh, raising money for food banks in Stoke-on-Trent, which, especially this time of year as well, could you know obviously really do with that funding and we've said before on the podcast that you know in an ideal world uh, food banks don't exist uh, but whilst they do we're gonna support them and support uh, families who really need uh, those food banks at this time of year so thank you very much for for that thank you very much for all your support please do still donate if you can because this is a christmas appeal so we've got months mm-hmm. and months well two months to uh, get all the way up to potentially uh, £5,000, <laughs> which would be absolutely phenomenal. So thank you so much for that. Um, mm. Now, uh, this is something uh, I've written as a reward slash punishment for you guys. Um, okay. I'm so excited. Right. Um, so this is episode one of Michael O'Neill, Stoke Detective. Screenplay by David Cowlishaw. Screenplay The Fault of Donations to the Wizards of Drivel Food Bank Appeal. (laughs) Fade in. A bar, Belfast, November 2019. The town is abuzz with excitement and for some reason Rangers fans. (laughs) <laughs> Michael O'Neill has put down a whiskey glass and signalled to the landlord that he would now like to move on to his second usual. He seems quietly content, not drunk on either alcohol or power. He opens the newspapers of the league tables and furrows his brow at the plight of championship side Stoke City, <laughs> but forces a wry grin upon seeing that Port Vale, whom he hates, have lost again. <laughs> the barman returns not with a Guinness, his second usual, but with a phone. O'Neill takes it from him. Who's this? <laughs> well, yes. This is Peter Coates here. You're a hard man to get a hold of, Mr O'Neill. Aye, so I am, to be sure, to be sure. Well, yes. Wrong kind of Irish. Uh, anyway, I have a job for you. It, it seems Detective Jones has driven himself insane on the last case. We've sent him back to Luton. I guess you, you could say diamonds aren't forever. I, I said, I said, diamonds aren't forever. Yeah, I know. 
Anyway, what's the job? Well, I need a man who's going to get me results one way or another. Your first assignment will be to track down Moritz Bauer using some sketchy Twitter accounts and flypath data. We believe he'll be at the Hasten Vale nightclub in Vienna at 11pm tomorrow night. Try and track him, well, track him down for us. Cut to a nightclub, Vienna. The sound of throbbing techno music and young Austrians dancing and enjoying themselves. Almost certainly a Covid Petri dish. O'Neill, in his trench coat and those hats detectives wear, makes his way through the crowd of revellers. At the other side of the dance floor, it's the elusive Bauer, dancing like it's Oktoberfest. Oh yeah, where is my handy? This music is sehr schöner. You know, this reminds me of the one time on Flight Simulator. Moritz Bauer. Oh yeah, sir. You, this music is groovy. Who is asking? I, I'm Michael O'Neill, the new manager of Stoke City. I'd like you to come with me, please. Oh, scheiße. Well, I will. I guess I will have to come back to Stoke with you. Shall we take my plane? I don't know what that <laughs> All of a sudden, the track changes and the smoke machine in the club turns to maximum smoke. Bauer uses this as a cover to make his escape. O'Neill sees him through the haze, but his path is blocked by an enormous fat Austrian bloke who really ought to have been at training as well. We see Bauer leave through the fire exit. Michael's view is obstructed by a veil of smoke. Damn, he hates the veil. Cut to one year later. Michael is at his desk, taking his morning whiskey. It's been a positive year for Michael. He's earned the respect of his players and the local community. His team are dogged, efficient, and will do anything to make him proud. Joe Allen has even stopped pissing on the carpet. There's just one problem. Moritz Bauer has still not been found. Michael's PA, Lynn, rings. Bing, 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 bing. Hello, hello Lynn. What, what is it? What new players? No, no. Henry VIII and Richard III aren't players. They're kings, Lynn. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> if that's it, what? Moritz Bauer has been sighted at the under-23s game. Cut to Clayton Wood, where a match is in progress. Bauer, in the red and white stripes, has tucked in a third goal of the evening. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving these goals. Fußball is my lieben sport. Schnell, schnell. Oh, hey, it's Herr O'Neill. What is up? Moritz, nobody's seen you in a year. You ran away from me in the club. Where on earth have you been? Oh, wicked story, bro. I travelled the world, got married. Oh, really? Yeah, my wife wore this beautiful veil. Stop. Stop that torque. You know I hate the veil. Why no contact from you in all this time? We could have done with you ever since. Tom Edwards, the poor lad, fell into that big hole and we couldn't fetch him out. (laughs) Bauer is silent at this and returns to the match without saying another word. Michael turns to his assistant, Billy McKinley. A whole year I've been looking for Moritz. He just shows up when he wants. It's it's unbelievable, Billy. Hey, is that you, is it? Stupid backing off. It pushed him right over. Aye, me, me too, Billy. Couldn't have put it better myself. 
all this time wasted to no avail, which I hate. Perhaps I should take myself on holiday somewhere, but I don't have access to a car at the moment. Who oh, you bastard, you! Close your eyes, you're almost there! No, no I hate to sail. Who oh, you bastard, you! No, no, we're getting there. No, I hate the rail. Taja! Absolutely incredible! Drink your juice! <laughs> Good idea. We'll worry about this later and go to the pub. Fetch me a Guinness, would you? I hate the ale. One hour later, in the pub, Michael's phone rings. What is it now, Lynn? What Cambridge College did Alan Turing attend? King's Lynn! <laughs> a- anything else? You, you what? You what? But how? Stunned, Michael O'Neill puts the phone down. That's fuck absolutely spec savers! <laughs> Moritz Bauer! He's been found dead, murdered, and figurative, not figuratively, by a Premier League winner. Actually murdered! Michael drinks his Guinness and stares impassively into the pottery skyline. His work has only just started. Will Michael O'Neill get to the bottom of the murder? Who could have possibly been behind this? Will Lynn get her priorities right? Find out next time on Michael O'Neill, Stoke Detective. Four thousand pounds. Four thousand pounds. That's that's what four. <laughs> that's what four grand gets you. Oh. That, that is either the best thing we've ever done on the podcast, or the most self-indulgent thing, and I don't know which one. And that's a long list. <laughs> have you ever oh, have you for... have you ever seen a dog that's really proud of a shit it's just done? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can we? <laughs> oh man, I mean, <laughs> congratulations there, Tom and Tony, for the accent work. Because I, I was stunned. Was... I was stunned by how was... how good my, Tom actually my favorite... was. <laughs> my... Yeah. yeah, I mean, Tom, I, I, felt, I felt your studying of uh, Michael O'Neill's uh, interviews has gone down a treat. You really got That's into, definitely but, paid off. But I think, I, I mean, let's go back to the beginning and Peter Coates by <laughs> yeah. Tony. Outstanding, truly outstanding. But then, and then people won't get the benefit of this. And I realise we need to wrap up quickly because the Zoom call's finishing soon. But they won't realise that... To play Billy McKinley, Tony actually stood up and changed <laughs> position. It was like you got into a completely different frame of mind. It was wonderful. I needed to move oh, away God. from a microphone. <laughs> <sighs> well, if you'd like more episodes of Michael O'Neill, Stoke Detective, um, you know what to do. Support the podcast by subscribing to us on iTunes, giving us a five-star review on, on there as well. That'd be nice. Uh, you can also, and more importantly, please donate to our Christmas appeal. Links can be found on all our socials. Um, you would be doing the world um, a, a massive service, I guess. Um, I, uh, I am, I, I'm really sorry to be on trends, and I would only stop it for something that's on trend for the for the podcast. Bojan has just scored for Impact Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> what a oh man! And on that, and on that bombshell, I think Jesus, I, I, we need to finish. So, I will say thank you, Tony Lloyd. Taja. 
<laughs> that cute tub thrower. It's all revenge for what you did to Nathan Jones. <laughs> Thank you. Oh god. Thank you so much for bringing that to us, David. Uh, uh, you know, Stoke win, Vale lose, Bi- uh, Biden wins, Derby <laughs> bottom of the league, and Moritz Bauer is dead. What a weekend! <laughs> Find out what happens next time on the Stokes. Mo- Mo- oh, Jesus, Michael O'Neill, Stoke City Detective. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please have a nice week. We will speak to you next time. As always, go on Stoke. Oh.